What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and we're back at it with another episode here this week. It is only going to be me asking the questions today. Don and Will are off doing fun things with this beautiful weather, Um, but I'm super excited to have our guest on today. I have Beth on. She is a food stylist and a photographer, and I'm super excited to have her jump on, tell her story um, behind her business, Foodie First. So, Beth, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. How's your day been? Oh, pretty good. I'm loving the sunshine, and makes me so happy. <laughs> I know. In the last two, like today, we're recording. What is it? March 18th, I think. Mm-hmm. The last two days have been like the epitome of spring. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It feels like summer almost has made its appearance and yeah, it's just so good. And I know you were mentioning uh, today wasn't as productive of a day as you anticipated it to be. And I wonder if this weather had something to do with it, just wanting to pull you outside into the world. Oh, 100%. Yesterday, I was like sitting um, by the window with the sun coming into my studio. And I was so I was so happy. I don't know if you watched me on Instagram, but I was like, I came on there. I was so fired up. I don't even know what it does to me. But it just makes such a difference. Um, If it's like gloomy outside, I find the creativity just doesn't flow. But yeah, if it's sunny, just things are good everyone's happy so yeah it was a good day yeah it's fun to see the shift and like the vibe of everyone even even at our space here like you know I showed you around you can we can see out to the street right and just so many more people out like riding their bike running and mm-hmm. there's a different feel when it's when it's nice out so I'm excited for that mm-hmm. totally totally everyone's in a good mood <laughs> yeah we need we need some good moods these days you know <laughs> yeah um Beth, I'd like to start with just, you know, obviously food is a big part of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what kind of drew you into that world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right now I am a food stylist and a photographer, but I definitely didn't start that way. Um, if I 
think back to way back when I was younger, maybe like, I don't know, like as a young kid growing up, I grew up in a family where my mom is South African. So um, she brings a lot of African and different roots into our meals as a family. So definitely ate different kind of foods than my Canadian friends in school and that kind of thing. So definitely opened my eyes into how different cultures experience food and how eating one kind of food in a place can be delicious and then eating in another culture can be completely disgusting. Um, And just kind of, yeah, opening my eyes up to the world um, of food. And then in like grade 11 and 12, um, everyone kind of comes at you with questions like, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be? What do you want to go to school for? And I found it extremely overwhelming because like you're 18 years old, you don't know what you want to do. Um, and then somebody's like, oh, well, what do you like? And I was like, well, I like food, like food is good. (laughs) Um, and at that time I also loved like exercise. I still do, but at that time I did as well. Um, almost failed gym class, so we won't bring that up, but I loved like being outside running all that kind of stuff. Um, so somebody recommended to me to go into kinesiology as my undergrad. And so I went to McMaster and did that undergrad there. And um, I took a few nutrition courses with a professor, um, Dr. Sue Phillips, who is pretty big in like the nutrition world, obviously, and has published some really great papers. Um, and I really just loved his like fun outlook on nutrition, which can be pretty sciencey, like, you know, the chemical base of food and all that kind of stuff Um, and I really enjoyed those courses and then coming into third and fourth year again you had those questions like what are you going to do after like what do you want to do after exactly it's like I don't know what I want to do I still don't know what I want to do so I again had to be like well what did I like what did I enjoy in my undergrad Um, and I loved those nutrition courses. I loved obviously like the anatomy and that kind of stuff that you learn in kinesiology, but I really just enjoyed the nutrition. Um, but I wanted to get like a more holistic approach. Um, I feel like the science in the academic world is very, it's just that it's very sciencey and I wanted to get a bigger picture of food and how each person reacts to it differently and, Um, just food as a whole. So I went and did my holistic nutrition degree um, through Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And I don't think I should call it a degree. I think it's actually called a diploma. Um, So I would, and I should almost say it, like it's a little bit less academic. Like it's more, it's more holistic. There's a lot more like personal uh, approaches and like that kind of stuff. Um, and I just really enjoyed how they just show you how every person is different. You can't really put every person in the same box when it comes to diet and all that kind of stuff because it's so different for everyone. So that kind of opened my eyes to just the health side of food. Um, and then, yeah, that's, I would say how I got into the food for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I did my undergrad in kinesiology as well. Oh, nice. And then my master's in, in physical therapy. But it's so, it's interesting to see the the variety of things that people end up doing with, with the kin degree. It's almost like kind of a gateway into mm-hmm. some other areas of health that, that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, totally. What about like nutrition specifically was like, um, like drove you to it? Like, was there a certain aspect of it that, that you liked? 
Mm -hmm. Um, I think when I see like the nutrition, you see, especially if you travel, you see how there's different cultures that are doing it really, really well and other cultures that are not. And I would say that um, being a South African, like going to South Africa and seeing um, poverty and people who are malnourished and then you come home and you see like the complete opposite spectrum mm-hmm. on the, on the majority. There's definitely malnourished people here for sure. But I think what really a memory that stands out to me was I was going to Kenya in high school and I had been surrounded by people that were quite slender and thin, very like that stereotypical Kenyan look um, to them. And then we were flying through London on the way back. And I remember being so struck with the, the, um, the outward appearance of people in the airport because I had been surrounded with such thin people. I was like, whoa, really taken aback mm. by just the um, how overweight people are. Um, and I think nutrition just, it just shows me that you can, you can enjoy everything in moderation, but sometimes there is a lot of excess going on in the world. But yeah, I would say that's kind of what drew me to nutrition. Yeah, and I mean, we you know being like in the health field and you know we have d here our our dietitian and like Mm -hmm. it's such an important piece like you know even when we look at injury and rehab um you know a lot of times people are more sedentary now because they're injured and Mm -hmm. like nutrition is such a huge aspect that i think is very misunderstood at times and you know like you said there's a there's a big difference sometimes between like what we see here in North America versus like other places in the world. And mm-hmm. I think continuing to try to educate people on the importance of nutrition is, is so key mm-hmm. to, to keep our countries healthy and people thriving, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And I will be the first one to say like, I love my treats. Like oh, I yeah. love sugar. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like I love, you know, I love chips and chocolate and all that kind of stuff, but it's just when it's like the majority of your diet and I think that's the big thing too with holistic nutrition is just like never shaming somebody mm. into being like you shouldn't eat a certain way or like certain foods are quote-unquote bad or good it's just it's just food and fueling our bodies and viewing it as fuel definitely helps you get a new perspective on what you're putting into your body yeah yeah for sure so then how do you go from that realm mm-hmm. to then taking these beautiful pictures of food yeah so it's kind of to be honest a bit of a funny way that I got here so I completed my holistic nutrition diploma and I was newly married and Jordan my husband we were like we just need to make money at this point and again with holistic nutrition you kind of have to be a little bit of a entrepreneur or you can go into a clinic based and do like consulting and all that kind of stuff so I didn't have the finances to go and become an entrepreneur at that time where you're self-funding yourself basically and the consulting didn't really interest me I didn't really want to to go that route in my business so I kind of fell into some administration jobs at McMaster I became a nanny and was just doing whatever I could to help pay the bills and there was one family that I ended up nannying for where I had access to just better food um, than I would normally buy like personally and I was like wow this is amazing I was making all this fun food for this family I was kind of like a nanny and a cook as well 
and I started posting pictures of this food on Instagram. So this, I think, was like back in 2016 or 15, something like that. And it just kind of grew a little bit. And then I continued with my administration jobs. And I ended up wanting to quit my nannying job to start a meal prep business. It was a huge leap of faith. I don't know what got into my head. It's not like, I don't know, but... Um, so I quit my nannying job and started this meal prep business where I would make make meals and put them into Ziploc bags for people to take home and freeze and then dump into a uh, slow cooker, like a crock pot, and then feed their family. Hmm. So it's just, just like a way that they could know exactly what was going into their food. Um, so going, again, kind of based in that nutrition that I came from. And I had to take pictures of these meals in order for people to know what they were buying. So I would make the meals, post them on Instagram and say like, um, you know, you guys can pick up these meals, whatever. If you go back, I don't think I've archived those posts on my Instagram, but I think they're still there. And it just kind of grew. And in, in those days, Instagram was very like organic and you, you just kind of grew without really doing anything yeah the reach of instagram back then was way way more like what we Mm -hmm. started posting on instagram a lot like around that same time and the ability Mm -hmm. to grow fast without having to do like you're saying is was a lot more at that time for sure yeah exactly like you didn't there was no reels there was no stories even Mm -hmm. there was like very minimal effort had to go in and if i look back at those photos like they're just embarrassing they're so bad But I remember being so proud of the photos that I was posting and it just kind of grew over time. I would um, get inspiration from the community on there, from other photographers, other nutritionists in the beginning were the people that I really networked with on Instagram. And I just kind of grew my talent and pretty much I was still working. Oh, I should say also is that I started this business. And then like no nannying. And then I got pulled back into university administration. So I was working a full-time university administration job as well as doing this on the side. And it was too, it was so stressful. So eventually like Instagram phased out, whatever. But um, um, where was I going with that? Oh, but I was posting these photos on Instagram and it just kind of grew. And yeah. 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 And then... It's so it's so funny to to like hear you say like oh looking back like those pictures were so bad and mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's interesting to like see the growth right and I, I could say for ourselves we started out the movement itself started out as an Instagram page when myself and Will were in physio school and we just mm-hmm. started posting content to Instagram and kind of like you were saying like you know we grew a little bit faster than we ever anticipated like we have no expectations of it mm-hmm. um and so it's always so funny to go back and look at like our old content and it's very sometimes cringy yeah. um and how we've developed but I think that's all part of the process and I think it's cool like now it's cool for me or us to like scroll back and look at that and just see the the growth mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. um but where like how did that form into like foodie first like I would like to dive into that now and like Mm -hmm. maybe even tell us a little bit about what that business is and what it looks like today yeah so um when I kind of um went into that university job and I stopped posting on Instagram it kind of just 
it phased out a little bit, but it was still there. The Instagram was still there. I didn't take it down. And I started to just, I needed like a creative outlet. So I started to post photos again and you would find me on Saturdays cooking up a storm and photographing these random things like making toasts and making five recipes in a day um, on my Saturdays because obviously I was still working. So it was just like all my side time was now being poured into poured into this Instagram. And it just kind of it just kind of grew over time. Like I would start by reaching out to brands in the beginning and say like, I would love to post your peanut butter on my Instagram if you would like to send me some. And that was the compensation in the beginning was just free jars of peanut butter or free jars of whatever. And that would give me the ability to practice shooting like a product and um, sharing it with my community and all that kind of stuff. So not quite... I would say like the very early days of an influencer. I think it's important to remember that nobody starts out with tons of followers. I don't even have tons of followers, but you look at like Justin Bieber, for example, just putting out there, I love Justin Bieber, but (laughs) he started out with like 10 followers on Instagram. He obviously grew quickly. That's not a great example, but like everybody took time to get where they are. So it just took a lot of time of reaching out to brands and then eventually they started to reach out to me. And in the beginning, it was just for free product and then eventually grew into like asking for compensation in the form of payment. Um, And even to this day, I still get people reaching out to me saying like, do you want to do this for a free microgreen plant grower? And I'm just like, now that I'm a professional and this is my job, like I can't do a lot of stuff for free. Unless it's like, um, unless there's, I feel a connection to the brand or the company, or if I see value in something like, say I learn a new skill or something like that. Mm. So that's how the, the photography kind of aspect grew. It just takes time to get your name out there, to build a network, to build a portfolio is the big thing. Um, you can't really say um, to a brand like, hey, I can shoot this for you if you have nothing of proof like you have no proof showing that you can shoot that object or that place or that thing yeah and i think it's like a good lesson in you know in entrepreneurship or or just like you know in life is like having to try to pursue those things and be willing to work like for free or do some things like you're like hey i want to reach out i I would love to shoot your product I, i really like it i'd love to do it if you send me some and especially if you do a good job, most, a lot of brands are probably like, yeah, cool. Like for Mm -hmm. sure. And then I think in the early days, like that's how it goes. And then when you start to develop, I I like that you start to transition and be like, oh, well I hold value now and this should be compensated. And Mm -hmm. now that it's like, it's a business, it's just always, it's always interesting to hear the growth of that from the the early days on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It definitely, definitely takes time. And I think people want that like overnight success and like when I tell somebody like I spent months and years working at, at it and it only just started in the last like four years or so is that it's the time that you put into it. That's what you don't see that people don't realize, I think. Um, but everyone can do it, really. It's just you just can't give up. Yeah. What was it like when you had your first like paid opportunity? <laughs> Well, it wasn't big in the beginning. Um, So my first uh, paid opportunity was a Instagram story. 
and I had to post a blender. So I can't remember what the actual product was, but I had to post a smoothie on my Instagram story. And I think it was like a $30 Amazon gift card. Don't recommend. (laughs) It like it's so. It's so. Yeah, I I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I was so excited. I was so excited. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, somebody's gonna pay me to do this. Like, it feels so surreal. You're like, this cannot be real. But the part that I don't recommend is just getting paid with Amazon gift cards. Yeah, you can't pay grocery bills with with Amazon gift cards. I mean, you could buy groceries, but you guys know what I mean. Um. And then uh, I guess the first like on location shoot where I was paid, this is so embarrassing. I shot it with an iPhone and which and we're talking like iPhone six or five. Yeah. So not even like a good iPhone. And I didn't know really what I was doing. It was it was like a practice not a practice because I was getting paid, but I'd never done it before. So I didn't have like a shot list. I didn't, I didn't know what I do now and obviously get that through experience. But, um, again, you look back at those photos and you're like, I could do such a better job. But again, in the beginning, it's so, you feel so good and you have to start somewhere. And yeah, I was really proud at the time to get both of those. So, yeah. And again, I think it's such an important thing to touch on because everyone sees, like if someone went on your Instagram right now and like looked at your, your, your post now, they're, they're beautiful. Like not, I haven't seen your old stuff, but (laughs) you've leveled up obviously. And like the stuff that you look at is, is amazing. So you know that like, it's just interesting to hear you talk about the earlier days again. Like you just have to get started and, and mm. put yourself out there and most likely fail or make mistakes and learn from them to be able to create the learn. Like, oh, now I know I need to create a, a shot list and oh, now I know that I need mm-hmm. to have this and that, right? Um, good lighting, right? Yes. Oh, lighting is yeah. key. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's again, I think it's a good reminder that it takes time. It takes like learning experiences, takes mistakes to mm-hmm. be able to get to a final product and the interesting part about all this is like you might look back five like with fast fast forward five years and you look back on the stuff now and you're like oh mm-hmm. I could have improved this 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 and that because it's just all layering on top of each other right oh a hundred percent I mean I look back even like photos a month ago mm. and I could have already improved on that so it's always about growth always about like learning new things and um, learning new techniques and learning from other people too. That's the big thing is that there's so much information out there. People have so much to offer um, and to just listen um, when people are giving that information out. So, yeah. So you mentioned like, you know, doing Instagram posts on your Instagram, your stories, doing on-site shoots. Like what what are your services per se if someone was like, hey, I want to, you know, work with Beth? Mm-hmm. So I think there's like different kind of aspects. So if I break it down, like I'm a food stylist, but then also like a prop and set stylist and then a photographer. So I can take any of those skills anywhere and really apply them to anything. But I would say the biggest areas that I work in are um, CPG, which is consumer packaged goods. So that can be like pretty much any product that you see in the store Um, whether it's food yeah usually it's food and then I don't think that applies to like beauty brands or anything like that but um, so styling those products or that food and then on location shooting so that could be at restaurants um, cafes resorts wineries is a big one for me like in Niagara the Niagara area 
and just recently more into the more like resorts and that kind of thing which I just mentioned just mentioned just because of COVID there was pretty much no traveling going on and definitely no spending happening in that industry Um, and then yeah the food styling is something that I work with with agencies for example they might hire me to come on location and work as a food stylist for a shoot where there's you know like a director and then there's a separate uh, prop stylist and a separate set stylist so there's multiple different talents working on the same scene and I am the food stylist oh interesting Mm -hmm. that must be fun yeah they're really really cool it's it's like big production stuff and you know, like those little things, those little boxes that those people always click. Yeah, yeah, like, like uh, action. Yeah. yeah, even like those little things. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, and just being, again, surrounded by creative people. It's just such a fun, fun environment. Yeah. On that like topic of creativity, how, like, what does that creative process look like for you when a brand comes and like, hey, we have this product, we want you to, to shoot it. Like, what does it look like from your end when you start to like create w- how you want to present the brand? Cause like reading a little bit about like on your website and just looking at your Instagram, like it seems like, you know, you're trying to tell a story and you're trying to show and elicit probably emotions around this product. And, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. this is just kind of from an outside perspective. So like there must be a lot of creative process that goes into that. Yeah, no, I'm glad that that is the vibe that I'm giving off because it's definitely a story and each brand has a story that they want to tell their consumer or their customer and um, it's always a conversation. So I think sometimes when you see the finalized images on my website or on my Instagram, you're like, oh, bing, bing, boom, like there's the photo. But like what you don't see is the sometimes years of conversations that happen before those photos even come to materialize. So for example, I'm in a conversation with a potential client, meaning potential as in we haven't even signed anything and we're discussing something that's going to happen like two years from now or a year wow. from now. So especially with big brands, it's a longer conversation. But if we're talking more like local or a little bit on a smaller scale, it's definitely of a, sh- a shorter time, but usually they approach me and depending on the team that they have behind them, they might come to me with a, um, like a, something called a creative brief, which basically breaks down the goals that they want to achieve with the images or with the assets. Cause I do video as well, like stop motions and video and stuff like that. And that is like mood boards and examples and shot lists and the actual recipes and all that kind of stuff. So it's very clear, very clear and laid out what I need to do. Um, So there isn't actually a lot of art direction and creative direction coming from my end in that situation, just because a lot of it has come from, say, their um, marketing manager or their creative director on their side. Um, But then you also get people who come to me and just say we really want you to take photos what's your rates and that's where I'm like I need a little bit more information right so I love to do things called a discovery call and that's where I sit down with the brand or with the sometimes the owner or the um, marketing manager and basically hash out the details of what they're looking for so like what's the vibe of the images you want Um, what's my involvement going to be? Am I going to be 
creative directing this whole thing or are you going to have a little bit more say um, with Jordan, my husband, again, joining me um, in a few weeks, actually full time. Him and I can do a lot of the creative directing on our end. So that's where we dream up what the images are, are going to look like and breaking it down for them. Um, but yeah, that's usually how like when a client approaches me, it's those two kind of variations that it can go. Yeah, that makes sense. And it obviously sounds important to like develop a relationship with the brand that you're working with. And sounds like also like setting expectations, like what, you know, what you mm -hmm. should expect from them and what they want and vice versa so that everyone's kind of on the same page. Cause I feel like that's probably usually where things fall apart is when mm -hmm. that relationship is informed or maybe there's an alignment on, you know, the values or the way that you approach things. And I think mm -hmm. there's probably, you know, in our case, sometimes there's just people that aren't good fits. Right. And there mm -hmm. are brands that are probably not good fits. And I think establishing like, what you what your values are and how you want to approach things so that you can attract those other people are super important totally totally communication and the relationship that you have with the client is so important and i think sometimes um, a client may follow me on instagram and see like behind the scenes and my stories and they get to know me as well as you can through yeah. instagram but i don't know them at all when they approach me so it's to kind of like level that playing field a bit so I get to know them a bit um and yeah for sure definitely there there is times where you're just not a good fit I've had those kind of situations and it's not it's it's okay like yeah. it's fine because there's a million photographers out there and to find the one that works for you and um yeah yeah no it's good you mentioned uh you mentioned Jordan a couple times yes. and I know, <laughs> and you also just mentioned that he's coming on full time, which congrats on that. Obviously ah, things thanks. are going really well and, mm -hmm. and enough to like take that full leap, which mm -hmm. is so exciting. Um, how has it been working with your husband mm -hmm. on this entrepreneurial journey? Cause I make a joke often with Will and Dawn that I'm, that I'm married to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Work. it, and it, it can be complex sometimes. So I, I could imagine actually being married and being business mm -hmm. partners and working on the daily. So I'd love to hear how that's gone for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, uh, so in the last, so I left my full-time, um, job last March. So I've been doing this full-time for about a year and obviously all my free time up until then was me and i think jordan got to see a lot of like the work that went into it and a lot of the just the time that i put into it and nobody knows like when you're when you're spending all saturday making recipes four years ago that i would end up here he was probably looking at me like what are you like you yeah. know like yeah. what are you doing but um so he's seen that like work go into it but Jord is great. I, ha I can almost 95% say that we haven't blown up at each other, <laughs> but we're still fairly new into this, so it may yeah. happen. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, we spend like 95% of our time in the same like floor of our house. So I think it's important to to like realize that you're your own person and that you can go out and do your own thing and I can go out and do my own thing because the rest of the time we're going to be working together. So, you know, Dort is a, a runner and he ha has his run coaching, so he can do that by himself and I can go out and do my running, obviously not at the same level, but, um, and I can go out and have tea with friends and all that kind of stuff. So it's to have those like alone times basically where you're like, you're free mm -hmm. of each other. Um, and just, uh, yeah. And also with 
with working together, I personally am a very up and down person. So like Monday, I'll be fired up. Uh, I have shoots on the horizon. I've got like checks coming in. I am just so excited. And then Tuesday, all of a sudden, I'm comparing myself to a stranger on the internet, a photographer like in Venezuela who's (laughs) doing something. And I'm like jealous and down in the dumps. And it's like those up and downs of being an entrepreneur that I think is hard. And Jordan tends to level that out a little Mm. bit, which is so important because otherwise I would just burn out because those up and downs are a lot. Um, So yeah, we're definitely a good, a good team. Yeah. Those are great. Cause like, I think it's a, it's, it's a challenge. And I, you know, even if I think of my work marriage, um, (laughs) it's good. Like it's good for us to also like get out and do our own thing and be separate. And because we spend so much time together here and like, we're all on a mission to, to reach goals. Like just like I'm, I'm sure you are. So taking that time to like separate from each other and just have your own space is always, is always good. And then the balance, I think, you know, people have asked me before, like, you know, what kind of advice you have with like getting business partners and stuff. And I think finding people that, compliment you well so you know Don and Will have a lot of skills that I'm not so great at so they're able to help me out with that right mm-hmm. and I think that's always like a good thing I think if we were all the same it, this I don't know if this place would be here so I think that it's that's also good and, and I'm similar to you I tend to to ride the emotions mm-hmm. um, so I can definitely um, attest to having someone that can like level you out for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally totally so on that note I reached out to Jordan actually before the interview mm-hmm. and I was like Oh, no. I was like, hey, man, what question would you want me to ask Beth? Oh, no. Yeah. And oh, so, no. And now I'm nervous. Yeah. No, no. There's no reason to be nervous. But, okay. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know, one question that maybe you've always wanted to ask her, but like never got the chance or something you wanted to know. Um, and I don't want to botch it. So I'm going to I'm going to bring it up here. <laughs> but I was laughing because I was reading your website and you were talking about how um, you, you referred to him as a your lighting guy. Oh yeah. And so, lighting guy, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing about that. Um, but yeah, he wanted to know like where, where does your consistency and dedication come from? Hmm. Consistency. I think, oh man, I think you have to just like go within and really, cause you get so much advice from other people in your life and everyone has a say on what you're doing and where you're going or, or, you know, this is a good idea or that's a bad idea. And like, you just have to keep going. You do your thing and not really let what other people say affect you, um, affect you. And the consistency is, yeah, just like, don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up if something seems a little crazy and it will take time. Like it might take you know, five, 10 years of doing something over and over. But if you feel like you're on the right path, then just keep going because you never know what's going to happen or who you're going to meet or a certain conversation you're going to have. And, um, yeah, just like, don't give up for sure. Has that always been something that you've like a mindset that you've had like growing up or is that something that formed over the last little bit as you started to like step out into like the entrepreneurial world and do your own thing because mm-hmm. i have a, i have a thought on that but i'd be curious to hear hear from you like how how you experienced it oh a hundred percent i think i was up until oh my gosh like up until even i resigned from my job a year ago like i was not insecure but definitely 
just like a bit lost, always looking like, what am I doing with my life? Like I mentioned earlier, like in high school, like what do I want to be? What do I want to do in university? What do I want to do? Where am I going? And I think when you take like a leap of faith or take like a really big risk and um, yeah, do something that's out of the norm, I think that's where I really started to like own my life. Like this is what I'm doing. And you take like ownership of where you're going um, so I think like definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, no. And I, and I feel similar to that. And I think, you know, we joked a little bit about like, oh, like doing those free shoots early on and like how they weren't so great and like, you know, doing shooting with an iPhone, but that I feel like for, for us with posting content on Instagram and like we started a podcast back when we were in physio school and like we had to learn how to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to interview people. We had to learn how to create digital content to post it on Instagram. It's like, we had to figure all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. And I think when you start to do that, you start to gain this confidence that like, oh, if something comes up, I'm just gonna figure it out. And Mm -hmm. I always joke with like Will about, you know, the business is like, ah, you know, I could figure out how to edit and post a podcast on on like po- on uh, Spotify and our podcast, like we can run a business, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like we'll just figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, we'll yeah. f- we'll go and find someone else that can give us thoughts and advice and guidance on yeah. how to do that. And once you start getting like kind of stacking some of those wins, you start to realize like it kind of opens up your world to like, oh, I can I can pretty much do anything that I want mm-hmm. as long as I kind of explore it and learn from it and and try and figure out how to implement strategies to get there so exactly and like you guys are doing such a good job and that's just like a testament right to just keep going and like learn from not necessarily mistakes but like just like learn from the last one mm-hmm. learn from yesterday be better than you were yesterday and yeah that's super cool yeah and that confidence builds on on it right like when you start to again like stack those up it just pushes you to like continue to do more and mm-hmm. do more and then people will see the end product of like what's going on on your instagram now and they won't realize again mm-hmm. the years of like having to build to feel confident like oh i can reach out to this brand and tell them hey this is how i want to do this this is what i think i'm worth let's mm-hmm. do it and if you're if you're not on board with that then cool there's another there's another brand that i'll mm-hmm. i'll work with like it's it's cool Oh it's yeah. A cool process. Yeah, and like there's 99 no's and one yes. I yeah. think that's what people have to realize. Like it's not just like it's not easy. It's hard. It's a grind sometimes, especially in the beginning when you're like just learning or just getting your footing in an industry or like you guys like just learning your podcast or learning those skills, right? It's it can be hard, but as long as you just keep going. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, what are some of like the your like favorite brands that you've worked with, or or maybe not? Let's not say favorite, but some of the most mm. like fun that you've had doing some. Mm, some of the most fun, um, I would say the most fun was probably I was working with Bacardi. So Bacardi owns Patron uh, Tequila. So I was working with them last October on their Perfectionist. Um, I think it's like a cocktail I honestly don't even know really what it was because I was just there to work but it's like a cocktail finalist where a whole bunch of mixologists have made these cocktails and it's like a competition and I was there to set in food style and again that was an example of being surrounded by so many amazing creative minds and not necessarily even like the industry that I'm in because we're talking more like um like producers and all these like film producers and that kind of stuff so that was really really cool um and just a really cool experience to just yeah be in that kind of environment and then 
And then I think shooting for wineries in Niagara, shooting any time I shoot for somebody local is really, really exciting because it's something that I'm like, I've seen this restaurant. I've driven by this restaurant for 10 years now, and now I get to work with them. It's such a cool experience. Like it's a full, a full circle basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there any like of your work out there that people would have no idea that it's you that like it's that, that it'd be recognizable? Mm. like you say like for example you say something like Bacardi like that's a pretty well-known yeah brand right yeah. yeah Bacardi um in terms of the food world like I do a lot of work for Splenda so it's probably like a big recognizable brand um now I'm on the spot I don't know that's no, okay I was just wondering yeah. like when I'm watching something somewhere I see something on Instagram, I'm like oh that's Beth she shot that <laughs> <laughs> I know I should share more I think that like I get shy um with sharing like work that I don't um, do specifically for in my Instagram. Oh, okay. Just be, I mean, like shy is and like I don't share. I yeah, don't yeah. share it enough, but I should because I think it's cool for people to see like that side of my work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, favorite local restaurant? Oh, there's so no, that's so hard. I know it's not a fair question. I need to reword it. Like, let's say <laughs> no, it's okay. it's one okay. some some of your favorite or one of your most enjoyable. Let's say. Okay, okay. I love Bread Bar, uh, <sighs> Bread Bar Pizza. That was like an OG for me. Like, I feel like I heard of it from my brother who started going there when he was in university before it was even a thing, and now it is a thing, and it's really cool. I love pizza. Yeah. Our. Uh, one of our physiotherapists here, Jess, she was just talking about them and how she's going to go there tonight to get oh my to gosh. get one of their burgers. She said their Ooh. burgers are really, really good. So Yeah, their soup and salad combos are good too. Yeah. Or no, soup, soup and uh, sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite way to stay active? Uh, running, walking. Uh, Jordan and I um, committed to ourselves. We actually wrote on our big whiteboard in our office that we need to do an hour of movement a day. So whether that is like going out at least an hour, so George will sometimes be out for longer because he's like an Because he's runner. running forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it doesn't necessarily need to be like, quote unquote, like high intensity exercise, like running. It can be like foam rolling or, you know, like sipping tea quietly without your phone, like the mental health as well. So an hour of mental or physical exercise so yeah to answer your question definitely would be running would be my number one physical cool yeah um are you into coffee mm, okay so i just turned 30 and my taste buds i swear they changed because i never used to like coffee and now i don't know i think i can handle it but it has to be milky like, okay i feel like a lot <laughs> okay have you been to like what's one coffee shop that you've been to that you've enjoyed recently Mm, I love um, Detour in Dundas. Mm -hmm. um, I might go there after this. And I love um, Finn Coffee also in Westdale. Oh, yeah. Finn is very good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Finn is good. There's so many good ones in Hamilton. Yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. And I, I repeat this often on the podcast, so people are probably tired of hearing it, but I'm new to Hamilton within the last like year and a half. Like When we opened this place, I, oh. I moved here. So I'm still like experiencing a lot of these these places and it is wild to see the amount of really good restaurants and breweries and coffee shops in mm -hmm. one location like it's prime here in Hamilton. oh yeah yeah love their coffee culture <laughs> 
What um who's who's someone you think would be good to talk to you on the on the podcast? Hmm, somebody local? Sure, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Depends on like what kind of direction you want to go. I mean, you can hit me with any direction. Yeah, we've got like um, Jay Waldron Butchers. Talk to so that. Talk to. You've talked yeah, to him. He's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we talked a, to Jamie. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I love him. And then we've got Billy. She's a florist. Okay. Um, her flowers are in like Ottawa Market, okay. Strathcona Market, uh, Dundurn Market. She's extremely talented. Um. Who else? That's I good. I mean, Stu Phillips going OG, my oh. nutrition prof. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, we're always down to talk to you. Yeah. We're open to talking to anyone. I find it so fun to learn about just like everyone's story. And there's so many cool things going on here locally that people mm-hmm. are doing. So like a florist sounds interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I use a lot of her flowers in like my set styling because it's like a lot of different flowers than stuff you would find in like a grocery store. They're very like artistic because she's she's an artist really right so yeah they're really really pretty okay mm-hmm. um so the last question we like to ask everyone is what does move local mean to you move local so i think i would you can go a couple directions with this i would say the first one is that whenever i'm working on a project i love to support local um local shops local um talents anything like that so i mentioned billy like i use billy in, um, for her flowers i use jamie for the butcher um got piconis which is like that local fine um what do they call it? like a fine food shop mm-hmm. in dundas which is so good i love them to pieces and um we've also got like the murray bo- uh, butcher shop on ottawa which is on that end, which is closer to me where I live. And yeah, just supporting those local shops, supporting local restaurants. Um, Cause I just love uh, just seeing the people behind those shops. And it's not like a big brand. It's like you're supporting a family or supporting an individual. I love that. And then the other direction I think I would go with Move Local is just like being in our community running and getting out and enjoying Hamilton. I think sometimes we 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 kind of think as Hamilton as like the smokestacks and all that kind of stuff, but um, like going and enjoying those waterfalls that are there and we just forget about and yeah, just getting out on the trails and being out in nature. Love it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, Beth, why don't you leave where people can find you on Instagram because they have to go admire your work because it's awesome. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, and then if they want to reach out like your website, if, if someone was interested in working with you, like I know we've interviewed quite a few like food people mm-hmm. that I'm sure might be interested in some beautiful photography. So yeah. um, why, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is foodiefirst.com, foodie with a Y, F-O-O-D-Y first.com. And that is kind of a story there, but Basically, foodie spelled correctly was taken on Instagram, so I had to name my business the oh, correct name. Funny, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still there. Yeah. Um, and then my Instagram is my name, so Beth B E T H Barima B I E R E M A. Um, and yeah, those are like the main my main things. And Foodie First has his own Instagram, but it's just like a portfolio of my work for clients and stuff. Awesome. 
Yeah, so thanks so much for taking the time. This was a fun conversation. I was uh, excited to hear a bit about the backstory. And, and there's there's probably a couple other directions that I could have taken and asked you, but I think it was good, and I was glad to, to learn a lot more about it. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Thank you.